Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and how are we doing today? Hey, this is Tiki Central Canada, and I am Craig. I am your bartender, mixologist, and information for the hour, or at least I hope so anyways. We'll see. And uh, so I want to introduce, Cam is not here. I know. He's still looking for the perfect picture. He's working on it. So actually, I do have a new co-host today, and that's Paula Victoria. Say, Paula, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So explain a little bit about who you are, what you do, because you're in radio as well, right? Yes. I'm from Brazil originally. I In Brazil, I was a radio personality. And then when I decided to move to Canada, I went to Algonquin to refresh, let's put it that way, my skills and do it in English because it's my first time actually doing radio in English in my life. So yeah, now I'm in my last year intern. Uh, I'm an intern at a radio station in Brockville and now I'm your co-host. There we go. Awesome. And also too, we also have a guest today, Mark Keel, who also is a in radio as well, CKCU, and also a big time tiki bar expert. And he says it is not, but I'm sorry, Mark, 60 bars is an expert, okay? Yeah, we've had fun the past few years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what radio station you work for? You work for CKCU, right? CKCU. And what's the show called again? Uh, my show is called Infinite Ceiling, Thursdays, 8.30 till 10. All right, way to plug it. There you go. All right. So I also want to introduce, uh, also, sorry, I want to announce our uh, winner for the February contest we had online, and that was Heidi Pollack. And she's actually going to be getting a $25 Visa gift card from Tiki Central Canada. And also, too, we're going to be doing a contest in April. So April 1st, starting from there to the end of April, we'll have another contest. And all you got to do is basically go into Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and either retweet us, follow our page, like us, Whatever it is in multimedia, I'm I'm not the coordinator. I don't do any of this stuff. But uh, yeah, any way you can do it that gets you into the contest. Um, I want to know something, though. What's that? What are we going to be talking about today? What is the drink today? So the drink today that we're having, and we're actually enjoying quite quite well, actually, Mark might, might agree on this one, is the Jungle Bird. And uh, the reason why I actually picked the Jungle Bird is because when me and Mark had our conversation at the bar... His uh, wife kept on saying Jungle Bird, Jungle Bird, Jungle Bird. And I don't know if that's because she liked it. I thought it was one of her favorites, but it, was, it definitely was repeated throughout the conversation. So I figured, why not? Let's do the Jungle Bird. And um, is there like a reasoning or how did it start or something of the sorts? Right. So the origin to this drink actually is it started in Malaysia in 1973. And it was created by the Avery Bar in Kalua. Is that Kalua? Kuala Lumpur. See, this is why I have a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why, yeah, exactly. So if I mispronounce something, they're there to correct me. That's usually Cam's job. So, hey, just let you know, Paula, that's Cam's job to correct me. So feel free to fill the fill in there. Okay. Uh, by Jeffrey Ong. And uh, because it actually was actually not embraced by the Tiki Bars until actually the 21st century when actually all the mixologists decided that this is a great drink to kind of play with. Why did they decide that, though? 
because um, actually it's a, a kind of an easy drink to uh, it's it's got some basic components and it. it's well balanced and Mark would actually compare for this one right Mark it's it's kind of bitter sweet rum it's kind of like a, the the com- complete package right in some ways right yeah it's sweet but it's not overly sweet so it has the uh, the bitterness of the uh, the Campari, Campari. and uh, yeah it's a, it's a very balanced drink. Yeah, so mixologists are seeing that as a challenge to actually to play with it and make some new infusions of it, and this, so that that's why exactly it happened. And the funny thing I want to talk about here is that so I sent off Mark the script about two weeks ago uh, for the Jungle Bird, and so he sends me back an email. Goes, Craig, was this a tribute uh, show? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he sends back. He goes, well, the creator actually just died on February 26th, and I'm like, no way. The are Jeffrey you Young kidding guy. Me? Wow. Yeah, he was 71 years old. Now, here's the sad thing. He actually was not recognized as the creator of this drink and not until just last year. So at 70 years old, he finally gets the recognition for this drink. Isn't that? Oh, my God. And then dies the year later. And then dies a year later. It's almost like, hey, wow, I've been recognized. My life is complete. Yes. I can go now. Poor thing. <laughs> oh. Well, so I, I got to, so here's a here's a little fun spin. So someone asked me, Craig, what age do you want to live to? You know, we all get that question, right? I said the Smucker's jar, and they looked at me like, "What do you mean by the Smucker's jar?" And I said, "Well, if you ever watch, because I used to live, I used to live in the states, and if you ever watch the Today Show on NBC, what it happens is that there's a so a segment of the show is called the Smucker's Jar birthday segment, and you have to crack a hundred to get onto the Smucker's jar. So I say to them, I want to be Smucker's jar old. So then I get on the Smucker's Jar, I get on the Today Show, my name gets put on TV, publicly on NBC, I'm, life is complete, I'm done. So and then die the day after. That's your goal. That's my goal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it's a sad, a sad goal, but hey, it, it's, you know, it's something, it's, it's doable. I mean, I Some don't know. Some people would say, I want to see my, my grandkids graduate and, you know, get married or blah, blah, blah. No, no. No, nope, the Smucker's Jar. Yeah. I'm good so, with what, the Smucker's Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, what what age do you want to go at? I'm just kind of curious. I don't want to go. Oh well, you have to eventually. Hello. <laughs> Who knows? We we don't know technology or. Are you genetics. saying there's gonna be some fancy elixir being created in the next few years that we're all, we're all gonna drink and live forever? I don't know, but maybe someone could freeze me and then like bring you back, bring me like back. Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you want to go to the Smucker's Jars, why can't I be Austin Powers? I, I guess you can be Austin Powers. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And fight off uh, Dr. Evil there in, uh, in the 25th century there. Yeah, we go. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Can we go back to the past? I think I would prefer it. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I always, it's funny because we always talk about this too, like some of my friends. And so, you know what? I think I was wrong in the wrong time. I was totally. I would love to have been born in the, I know it sounds silly because all the technology we have today. But you know what? I love the simple life. And Tiki actually, in Mark and Valfis, it is about simple life, right? Yep. Get away from all the technology. Get away from all the hustle and bustle of, of regular day life. And I think that's why I also love Tiki. So if I was going to be born, I would actually be, rather be born a little further back, maybe in the 50s, maybe even the 40s. Because that's when the cool things happened, like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's when all the really cool stuff happened. Agreed. But it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyhow. Anyway, so let's go back to the show. <laughs> this, see, this is how Paula Hot works. I say something, Cam says something, and we go off script, and then we go back to it afterwards. Here we go. So okay. like we talked about, the mixologists actually love this drink because they can manipulate it, they can change it, they can make new versions of it. 
but also to the original recipe actually was reproduced by Jeff Beach Bomberry. And of course, me and Mark love Beach Bomberry. He's one of the reasons why we got into Tiki in the first place, right, Mark? Indeed. Yes, for sure. And actually, when he, is, when he made this version of this drink, he actually added four ounces of pineapple juice. And we'll go through the recipe in a second here, but he actually did only four. So he did four ounces of pineapple juice, where the original recipe was a little more toned down in the pineapple juice. It was a little more potent, much is the way that Mark likes it, by the way. So anyway, so despite this imbalance, the drink actually gained some traction during 2010, particularly in New York. So the likes of Giuseppe Gonzalez... I, I'm, I think I said that right. Giuseppe right? Gonzalez. There we go. See? I was correct that time. All right. Uh, the co-founder, actually, the painkiller, or which is known as the PKNY, which actually doesn't exist anymore, by the way. Uh, I don't think it's there anymore. So Gonzalez actually lowered the pineapple juice to one and a half ounces because he wanted it to be more potent. He thought, you know, I want to taste the alcohol. I want to taste the rum. It's a dark Jamaican rum. I want to taste it. I don't want to be hidden behind all kinds of juices. And so he brought it to the forefront. Or he wanted to make girls pass out quicker. That's it, exactly. Here, drink this and knock them out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I guess so, eh? They were talking too much. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, so it slows them down? Is that what it yeah. is, too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, she's Chatty Cathy over here. Quick, get her a drink. Here we go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, anyways, from Smuggler's Cove, Martin Kate version. Actually, he raised the pineapple juice back to just two ounces, so and a, a half an ounce of pineapple juice. He added to it because he thought it would be a little more tropical that way. So, in the end of the day... Yeah. What is this drink? What is this drink we're drinking right now? Yes, because it, like, it's actually good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And you actually just said to me when we tried the drink downstairs that you're I not don't into drink. bitter. I don't drink. Yeah, and she's on a, t- a t- cocktail show. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know, I'm actually enjoying it. That's the worst part. And, yeah. and worse, I hate pineapple and I don't feel pineapple at all in there. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's funny, so... Uh, <laughs> Another story, actually, is that I have actually made lots of gin drinks in the past for my my guests who come to the Tiki Bar. And they're like, oh, I hate gin. I'm like, well, guess what? You're drinking it right now. No way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you are either you're a really good drink maker, bartender, or whatever. Wow. Now she's just brown nosing now. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What is that? What brown nosing is? Yeah, is that a slang? It means you're sucking up to somebody, you know? I'm not. I'm, I swear to God, I'm not. I kid you not. I, I never drink alcohol. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm I not. have people that can vouch for me for that. I know. And <laughs> I actually like your drink. There we go. Hey, I'm honored. Jeez, that's awesome, man. <laughs> okay, but please so, carry on. Okay, so we're going to give you some several recipes about this. And one of the recipes we're going to give you is the Jeff Beach Bumberry. To that like radio voice, right, Mark? Jeff Beach Bumberry. The CBC voice. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the CBC. What's the BBC voice? Uh, the same thing with an accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer ever. I like it. I like it. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's go through the Jeff Beach Bumberry recipe. And that's three quarters of an ounce of Campari, an ounce and a half of dark Jamaican rum. And that could be Myers or Appleton. Now, we mean Mark talked about this. He says more Myers. There is also an Appleton. It's not dark rum, I guess, the Appleton. It's more of a mixed blend, I guess. Right, Mark? Yeah, well, the 12 year is a lot darker than the um, the regular stuff. Right. And uh, so... It's harder to find, though, right? Yeah, it's also more expensive. Yeah. So the Myers probably... If you're going to be going for a budget, try to go through the Myers then, I guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. Actually, we put Appleton in this one that we're in right now, so that's kind of cool. Uh, half ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, and uh, for people who don't know what simple syrup is... Uh, i.e. Paula. Um, it's... What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, okay. I'm actually... Uh... Do you know what simple syrup means? 
I went to Le Cordon Bleu for baking. Oh, okay, okay. And pastry arts. I definitely know Saint Now Bozero. I feel like an idiot now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so for people other than us, um, <laughs> uh, it's one-to-one ratio of water and uh, so <laughs> water and sugar put together. That's what simple syrup is. Okay, and then uh, four ounces of pineapple juice. That is the Jeff Beach Bumberry one, the four ounces of pineapple. Now, the other recipe that I want to give you actually is a Smuggler's Cove one. Now, that one's a little different. It's going to be three quarters of an ounce of Campari, an ounce and a half of that dark Jamaican rum we talked about, a half ounce of lime juice, half ounce of the simple syrup. Yes, we talked about that one. And then reduced it down to two ounces of pineapple juice. So that's a little different than the other one. It's a little less pineapple juice, a little more potent. Which one did you make for us? This one is actually is the four ounce pineapple juice. Okay. Yeah. So the Jeff Bombardi? Jeff Berry, yes. yes. Je- oh, sorry. Bombardi. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's Jeff's. Beach, Beach bum, bum berry. berry. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Right. <laughs> you need the quotes, right? Hey, I love it. So we're on radio, and Mark's doing quotations of <laughs> Beach Bum, just so yeah, you guys okay. know what's going on there. So there you go. <laughs> oh so my god. I actually have a question. Okay, go for it. Do you ever, or do they garnish this drink at all? Yeah, so just like in Tiki Man, we talked about for a lot of drinks, there is some significant garnish to this. And what it actually is, an orchid. Now, I know we live in Canada, the frozen wasteland for six months of the year, so it might be a little hard, difficult to do that. But in the summertime, when you are making these drinks for your friends and family, you probably can find orchids at the superstore or any grocery store in general. A mint sprig, lemon wheel, and a cherry. And I, have, that, I have a question. Yeah. Will, will these um, garnishes actually change the the taste of the drink or is it ah, just for beauty good call mark you want to ring in on this one it depends on what it is because for example an orchid i'm pretty sure it does have yes, absolutely when a you taste br- when you bring actually it's going to be through the nose when you bring a drink up to your to drink it you're going to be breathing in all the different aromas and so it will change the taste and the flavor of the drink Ooh, so so in the end of the day what we're trying right now is still lacking a little bit because we, we don't have, have the garnishes garnish exactly yeah. okay yeah, so actually, good point, Mark. There's a lot of drinks, especially in the tiki world, where actually the smell is just as important as the taste and the look of the drink, correct? Right? There's certain things, like I actually have make one uh, at work there. It's got basil on the top of it. So when you bring it to your nose, you smell the basil. Oh, the smell of basil is an amazing. Yeah, I know. It's addictive. It's amazing. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have a, a little indoor garden at my house. Ah. I love my basil. There's, there's no orchids there, I take it, though. No orchids, but I do have mint. <laughs> Tons of there mint. There you go. Lots of mint. All right. She's going to be making a lot of mojitos this summer. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Not at my bar. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I'll give you the mint. Don't worry. Oh, there we go. So tell me, Craig, uh, yes. how did you get this recipe? Okay. So the recipe is the Jeff Beach Bomberry recipe. There's that name. Again, there we go. And actually, what it is, he actually found the recipe in a dusty paperbacks in a thrift store. In the mid-90s, and it was actually it was a 1980 paperback called The New American Bartender's Guide by John J. Poister. Good I, job. I, I know. I, I fumbled through that one. There we go. <laughs> and that one was in your language. <laughs> That's right. I know. And the thing is, unfortunately, this is not in my library of books because I am not allowed to buy any more books this year because I have books, apparently, that I haven't cracked yet. Busted. Uh, I know. Amazon is just way too easy to go buy now. Buy now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you do realize that's exactly what they want you to do, right? I know. And then, of course, you're like, well, I'll just download the sample. 
and the sample only gives you one chapter. So basically, you get into the book and you're like, oh, I got to know how it ends. Even though it's a research book. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how that meat gets to where it's got to go. <laughs> you're thinking he's talking about like Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. This no, is no. tiki drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how Don Beachcomber made it to the end. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so are you going to talk to Mark or not? Okay, so actually Mark has traveled a lot of North America. Yeah, because he's been like silent partner this entire time. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. No, this is good. No, no he's, if for you folks, he's just using sign language. There we go. <laughs> Market radio. Uh, anyways, uh, so uh, he's traveled through North America and been to a lot of tiki bars. Like I said, I think if anything, he's more of an expert than I am when it comes to tiki bars. So why don't we ask Mark some questions and uh, plug his brain and see what we can find? I have a question, Mark. Okay, absolutely. So far from. All the, what, 60? Well, 60 places. That includes motels, stores. Uh, <laughs> Wait, motels? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a number of... A... Tiki motel? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? My God. Well, in um, uh, Palm Springs, there's a place there called the Caliente, and they actually have an annual event there called the Caliente. And uh, there's huge, huge tiki uh, carvings on each block. Wow. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so like, this is like the Tahiti area. That's the Fiji area. This is Tuvalu <laughs> oh, wow. area. Oh yeah. And then they have tiki's all around the pool. Uh, they have their own tiki bar. They have. Oh. Okay. So there's more than just tiki bars involved now. Okay. 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 Uh, so out uh, of all the all of the yeah. places, all of your tiki experiences. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which one was your favorite so far? Well, we started our little journeys there about three, four years ago, and we ended up going through Florida. And eventually we ended up at uh, this place in Fort Lauderdale called the Maikai. Uh, it was established in 1956. Uh, they got waiters, or they, uh, they got bartenders from uh, one of the major bars in Chicago who knew all the glasses and everything. And it's absolutely fabulous. It covers like, I don't know, I don't, it's more than an acre. It's uh, got gardens, it's wow. got streams. Uh, it's got amazing tiki's that have been there forever. A couple of them have fallen over because they're so old. Well, it was established nineteen fifty six, so it's sixty three. How's my math? Math math is hard. <laughs> Comes with age. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the drinks are absolutely fabulous. The uh, the bar, the Molokai Bar, is modeled after the the Marlon Brando Mutiny on the Bounty movie. Uh, they have the full Polynesian show with authentic dancers with authentic songs. They have hundreds of lights like uh, original tiki lights with the cloth over the top of them it carvings absolutely everywhere so you should probably go like do a weekend out of this oh absolutely like, this is not at, like at an least. hour long visit yeah. this is uh oh and the food is fabulous they yeah. use the same thing as the trader vicks the chinese ovens where it's a uh, convection smoke and this kind of stuff oh Ooh, nice oh but didn't you say too also the drinks are like the the donna beach corner where there's a little window yeah where the drinks come out? All the drinks are secret <laughs> recipes. Every one of them. So the drinks just magically appear in this little Lazy Susan and the, the waitress brings it to you. They have the mystery bowl, which was, uh, if you're really old like me, uh, which was actually... I like he dated himself there. Yeah, uh, it was actually on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, he bring, he, every once in a while, he'd bring the mystery girl out. I remember, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that kind of stuff. Like, it's really cool about the place is like... They've moved it over the years, and in the store area, you look. There used to be a room which was the Tha uh, Thailand room, Ooh. and so it's Ooh. all it's all gorgeous uh, construction, carpentry all the way through. But it went over that way, and that's now where the women's bathroom is. Ooh. So okay, and it's got the most gorgeous women's bathroom in the entire world. Wait, wait, wait. I, I okay. like that. Okay, wait, wait. I have to. Add, how do you know that? Uh, stories. 
Okay. He has a wife, dummy. I just want to make sure he's not creeping somebody out. That's all. Look you know? at him. Yeah. Does he look like a, a woman's bathroom creeper <laughs> hey. for you? Trench coat could yeah. make a world difference. You yeah. know what no, I mean? uh, no. His wife probably went in there and there made a little video and took some pictures well, and showed go. him. In- integrity. Once you learn to fake that, you got it made, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh Don't my God. spoil it like that. Come oh, come on. on. I had to throw that in there. It's a good joke. Come on. Anyway, so that that's the, the bar that absolutely hooked us because we went to uh, Disney after that and Trader Vic's after that, and we just said we had to get more of this. And then over the past uh, year, we've been to the Pacific Northwest and the Pacific Southwest, or Who, SoCal. Who's doing all that driving when you guys are doing all the drinking? Me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Explain. Mark, right. explain. So, we always uh, plan or... One location is very close to where we're drinking. So okay. the hotel is a crawl away from the bar. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because no, I wish that my girlfriend worked that way. He's talking <laughs> about he's talking about the whole you know road trip here, road trip there, yeah. and and it's all yeah. like drinking road trips. Like who's yeah. doing the driving? That's right. Oh, I know. The uh, well, it doesn't seem to be a problem in L.A. By the way. Ooh. <laughs> For all you L.A. listeners out there, I do apologize in advance. <laughs> Or they're just loving it because they're like, yeah, man, that's, that, right. that's us right here. That's our party right on. Here we go. Oh, my By God. By the way, same in Brazil. Same thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Any Jeez. 50 will get you so long, so far, you have no idea. Oh, my God. So, Brazil. I have to ask a question. So, what is the the drink in Brazil? Caipirinha. Oh, okay. You got to show me how to make one of those. I tried making one, t- one time. It's with, um, with Kasha, right? Cachaça. Cachaça. So, yeah. Cachaça. See, there, I mispronounced it again. That's why you're on the show. Uh, no, because actually, I went to a resort. This is a couple of years ago, and a guy ordered it from the bar. And I'm like, what is in that? And he goes, oh, no, it's like our nation drink. It so is. So, I came home and I bought a bottle of it. And I actually had a cocktail tasting party, and I made it. And everyone was like, oh, my. I must have made it wrong because no one could drink it. Yeah, you probably made it wrong because um, I actually have a couple of Brazilian friends here. Since I, I'm not a big drinker, but yes. I have a couple of Brazilian friends here that I, well, we all bring cachaça home when we, when we go to Brazil, hmm. and um, she she makes wonderful wonderful caipirinhas. She did it for my birthday for every oh, guest that was the Canadian this. guest. I can I can <laughs> definitely hook you up with her in that sense, and she'll teach you how to make the. Caipirinhas with, um, well, the lime one. That's the t- the, that's the normal traditional, one. Yeah. and yeah. then she, she does like all oh, all kinds God. with every okay. every single fruit you can imagine. I see another guest speaker coming on here somewhere. <laughs> she has to learn it's better like, English. Oh no! Okay, well we can translate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm here for that. By the way, if you're not quite sure what that spirit is, folks, and I've had it on the show before, what it is is the sugarcane juice. Yes. So rum is a byproduct of when you crush the sugarcane, it makes it molasses. Cachaça. Cachaça. I'm never going to pronounce it correctly. Don't I'm worry. not Brazilian. Don't worry. Anyways, that is the juice from the sugarcane. So it's like kind of like rum's brother. It's super strong. Yeah. But you can also make Ipirinha with vodka. It doesn't have to specifically be, be cachaça. Right, yeah. But I, the, because as soon as you said that drink, I remembered a guy saying And it. by the way, there's an easier word for the word cachaça. You can just call it pinga. 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 P-I-N-G-A. I'm not Brazilian, too. It's the same thing. I understand it. I've never heard that before. <laughs> exactly. Pinga. Pinga is cachaça. That's, pinga. Why that's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. We're learning all this. I'm learning something new, too. There we go. Who <laughs> like... in the world thought I would be teaching someone about alcohol? But anyways, <laughs> of all people. 
There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Carrying on with Mark. Yes. So what exactly got you into Tiki? Like, what started that, that desire to get into Tiki and, and learn more about Tiki? Well, once again, it was Beach Bomberry, and uh, we were in this uh, little Italian restaurant that had this ancient menu on it. It had a zombie recipe, and I said, I wonder what's in an original zombie. And it started a quest that got the book, got the resources, and it took me six to eight months to actually get all the ingredients required. I think it's 13 ingredients in a zombie. Yes, yes. And uh, finally have one. Of course, it's fabulous when you finally get everything. Of course, it's like the quest is the quest. And uh, so after that, it was like, we got to do more of this. Then we hit the mic eye and we were just so hooked. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to emphasize. And we've emphasized on the show before some of these drinks. And if you notice, most of the drinks I'm giving you guys on the show are, are not too complex. Like I try to make it to the drinks that you are able to make in Canada with the resources you have around you. I try not to go too uh, exotic on some of the drinks because I know that some of these ingredients are not possible for somebody. So I don't want them to obviously get frustrated and not be able to do some of these drinks. And like you said, it is. It's research trying to find out where these drinks are, like where the ingredients are. So like my bitters, I finally found a small little store in the Byward Market that sells all the bitters. But it took me like about a year to finally find this place. A coffee shop down near my house here that actually has all the like the creme, uh, the, the orgeys and the cream de coconuts and all that stuff and the lavenders. And so it does take some time to find some of these ingredients. But if you're determined, it's worth it, right? Oh, absolutely. When yeah. you can get the proper ingredient for the proper uh, cocktail, it's amazing. And with so, all that travel, what is your, your favorite tiki drink so far? Tiki drinks? Um, at the Maikai, it's the... Um, oh, so you have one favorite drink for each place. Well, you can't just have one. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. I mean, oh, no. oh, it's not, it's not like Coke or Pepsi. Okay. I know. I see. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, if I go to the Mai Kai, the first thing I drink, have there, drink I have there is the uh, Black Magic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I go to, if we ever go back to the Tonga Hut in uh, Palm Springs, it's going to be Kraken the Dole Whip. Uh, Kraken. Oof. Yeah. And once again, if we ever go back to LA and we, if we do, we will be going to uh, Tiki Tea. I haven't gone through a list here yet of some of the favorites, but we, we can. If I go to Tiki Tea, it will be a raised mistake. So raised mistake. That was one you told me that it's actually named after a movie. Yes, uh, Tiki Teas. It's uh, it's in L.A. It's in Hollywood and Vine area, and uh, it was opened in 1961 by Ray Buen, who was one of the original four boys that worked for Don the Beachcomber. Oh, there you go. So it goes right back there. It's like degree of separation, none, and. Uh, his son and his grandson now run the place. That's really cool. That's awesome. It's good to see when you see a restaurant. You know it's actually going to be real good food and drinks when you see them being passed down from generation yeah. to generation. Yeah, agreed. Totally. Italian especially. If you go to an Italian restaurant and like the son is running it with his dad, bar none, one of the best Italian restaurants yep, usually. that's yeah. how we do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But they, once again, they have an endless list of drinks, uh, but one of the ones you can get, which is most fun to get, is called Blood and Sand which was created by Ray for Tyrone Power from his 1940 movie. I mean, that's how far back this stuff goes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the original, Tiki is 40s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the original drink was with bourbon, and uh, but he's modernized it to use tequila, and uh, it's fabulous. Oh, tequila, oh my God. I will not be having a lot of those, that's for <laughs> sure. God, no. Ditto. Yeah. Okay, so I have to ask a question on, on top of these drinks we just talked about. So the zombie that you had at this place that started this whole process... Yeah. Was it the real, was it the right ingredients? Cause it, oh, no, God, no. See, exactly. So that's one of the things that drove me too, was that I knew I'd, eat, I'd be drinking it in my time. I'm like, I know it's not red. 
I know that there's something here that's wrong and it needs to be fixed. And so that's what made me do so do the research as well. But because I knew I'm like, this is no way it's me correctly. Yeah, it was just wrong. Yeah, exactly. Your attention, please. Please follow the following instructions of this vacation to help you enjoy your trip and stay safe. So we're continuing with this segment from the previous episode, and we're going to talk about some traveling tips from me and Norma. All right, so let's get some tips on at the airport. So once you're actually at the airport and you're in flight, some of these some tips that you can use during that day as well. So let's talk about the carry-on and your personal items. Right. So, and this is sort of a maybe before you go thing, but it's about your carry on. So anything that you can't bear to or afford to lose, like medications, glasses, expensive equipment, that kind of thing, you need to keep with you. You need to keep in your carry on and readily available, right? Um, Also pack an outfit, uh, a bathing suit, your sandals, something, some lighter shoes than what you might be wearing on the plane. So this will help get you through until your hotel room is ready. If you get there and it's, it's not ready on time or, or you check in early, let's say. And also too, but I mean, if you say, if you get stuck another day yeah. somewhere, you, and also we I saw in Toronto, we were lucked out. We actually were supposed to check our luggage in and we didn't, mm-hmm. we bypassed it somehow. And we're lucky because there was people actually that were stuck at the airport. Their luggage was already checked. checked in. So they could actually, all the thing they have is maybe just a carry-on. So in the carry-on, you want to have at least one outfit yep. just in case you get in that situation. Exactly. Or, heaven forbid, someone should lose your luggage. You yeah, have exactly. at least a couple of alternatives, right? I mean, not everybody travels with a carry-on. You see these fantastic, or, or, and some people don't travel with actual luggage. They travel only with, with a carry-on. carry-on yeah. So, I you know, adjust according to your <laughs> lifestyle, but that's not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need stuff. Yeah. And I need it with me. <laughs> well, that's I mean. Like, so we're talking about tips here. We're all, I mean, like I said, we're talking about the carry-on and the, and the luggage because if you have any toiletries, yes, you can have up to, I think it's, a, what is it, one ounce? It's, it's 100 milliliters 100? and it's one medium sandwich type baggie. Exactly. Clear. Yes. Full of stuff. That's kind of your, you're only supposed your to limit. have that. So anything beyond that has to be in your luggage anyway. Yeah, so exactly. you can put stuff in travel sizes and, and bring it with you. But to that point, I carry all the essentials, anything that's super critical. Um, so any of the meds that I need or the critical toiletries that I can't live without, right? So I've got my eye drops because I'm a contact wearer and some of you will know what I mean. Lip balm, it's very dry on the plane. So you need to bring yes, these things, hand lotions or body lotion. You've got to stay hydrated. So make sure you're drinking water as well. Um, but, ha- you know, keep yourself hydrated and, and you're going to feel a lot better on the plane it's not going to be quite so exhausting if you're drinking and you've got you know moist lips and eyes <laughs> that's right this is one of the things actually through the years i've actually pushed on norma's drink water drink water yes. drink water and it yeah. does actually help on the plane we it don't does. drink we almost drink almost zero pop because pop will actually mm-hmm. make you dehydrated we should drink we drink a lot of water well i used to get headaches a lot when i traveled um and part of that's getting up at three or four in the gosh darn morning no but uh, (laughs) the other part of that is not being hydrated and not drinking enough right so if you do that will help you won't be quite so tired you won't feel so yucky so uh and then of course pack hand wipes and make sure you clean you keep yourself clean obviously but you've seen i'm sure all the information out there about how dirty planes are so the seat belt the seat back pockets the tray tables disgusting so you don't bring some extra wipes with you and wipe those things down when you get in your seat so that you're less germy exactly and i think this is actually a point that most people actually take for granted i really know a lot of travelers and they don't bring the wipes on the plane with them and they don't wipe the seat belts and they don't mm-hmm. wipe the tray tables 
And then they'll come back from their vacation. Guess what? They've got a cold. Well, a lot of people get <laughs> you know? sick, right? And, and so, we don't. there you go. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people get sick when they come back or they go to on vacation. We, knock on wood, don't have that issue, right? So we're just keeping our, our hands clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's boxy. That was the dog as I knocked on the table. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so this last point, too, you also talked about is packing sea sickness meds and bands. And this is something we actually picked up just from, uh, we did a cruise about two years ago. And we found these bands, and these are our most amazing, simple little thing to add to your, your packing that's going right. to help you out for sure. Right. So last May, when we went came back from Bahamas, we got, um, there was a windstorm. And so we had tried to land again in Toronto. Uh, We're never going to Toronto again, no. I swear to God. Three times we tried to land. So, you know, I don't normally get sick on planes. I'm not seasick prone or, or a travel sickness prone normally. But when you go up and down, up and down, up and down in a plane in wind. Yeah. Yeah, you don't feel so good, right? Exactly. So I had seasickness bands with us. I had, you know, gravol with us. I had modium. I had all these things, but they were not in my carry-on. So they were not going to do me any good nope, if I couldn't luggage. get to them. That's so right. they are now always in my carry-on because you just don't know when you're going to need those, right? Exactly. And we've had some rocky landings. I yeah. Mean, that, when you talk about in Toronto, we actually ended up doing emergency landing in... Um, Windsor, I think. Windsor, yeah. And it actually was not even an airport. It literally was just a backup uh, runway for a porter. So <laughs> here we are, like, stuck in this massive airplane. Um, and like I said... They tried landing three times, and literally, yeah, the plane went up and up and down. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, even I was feeling groggy and sick. Yeah, and that wasn't I've fun. I've flown like a hundred times, so yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah. yeah, that wasn't fun. So the last point I want to do on here on your carry-on is also packing some entertainment and some battery packs. Now, battery packs, you think everyone's like, okay, well, my phone is one hundred percent charged, but you never know where you're going to get stuck or what's going to happen to you. Yeah. So always carry one or two battery packs for your phone. And then entertainment. We've always making sure that on our flights that we have entertainment on my laptop. We have a Kindle. I have a Kindle. I have my uh, tablet. She's got her phone. Now, every like airlines do actually supply um, entertainment. Not all of them do. We've seen some from where literally you have to buy a tablet to get the movie, or you can download onto your phone the movie. Uh, we've seen it where actually a full entertainment. The last one we're actually were on a full entertainment console on the seat in front of us. So yep. that was kind of great. Yep. But you can't always rely on that. That's not always going to happen. Yeah, so you don't always something. know when there's going to be a USB port there for you to charge your phone, right? So you may want to have that with you just for some assurances. Thank you and enjoy your flight. All right, so there's some travel tips for you guys. That's pretty cool. And speaking about travel tips, Mark, you've done a lot of traveling, if not more than me. So is there any travel tips that you have for our listeners? Well... We found that we used to get really run down if we actually went drinking like two or three nights in a row. You know, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's true. It's all true. <laughs> all hard cash fact. <laughs> and uh, I just so, pictured a golf cart going from the bar to the hotel. That's yeah. all I see. So you, so you take a day out to see some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. And just <laughs> sightseeing. Yeah. yeah you don't to forget. Go, no, no, you have to be in California. Like, what'd you see? Well, I saw the inside of the bar. Yeah. Exactly. Don't like a very important. Very important trip tip. Go sightseeing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trade, eh? Uh, drink the water. Like uh, most bartenders now will have lots of water with your drinks. Exactly, yes. It's not there just for show because that, no, do it. 
No, actually, and I want to point out, just sort of interject into that. So when I go to these resorts, guys, and what you should do, actually, when you do go to resorts, because all my friends don't do this, and I laugh every time they tell me they're passed up by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, is drink water, drink water, drink water. And for several reasons. One, obviously, yes, you can make the whole day. Two, you're out in the sun. So you don't want to get heat stroke, which I've seen people do. Uh, two, pass out. And three, basically, it, it fills you up, actually. The water and the drinks fill you up, so you actually eat less. So I actually, one of those very few people that comes back from a trip, actually have gained maybe one pound. So oh, good for you. There you go. Hi, thank you. There you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, now to interject back to Mark. There you go. Um, what we would do, uh, if you're doing the tiki thing, a lot of these bars get really packed really early. So get there at opening, if you can. Uh, that way you can get a seat at the bar, which is what we love to do. We get to talk to the bartenders, get to talk to the locals. Uh, you learn tips about the city, where else you should go and drink, and you get to see the action. And But you got to get there early. Exactly, yeah, because you don't want to be that two-top table in the corner that nobody sees. Yeah, like a Tiki Tea, it opens at four. We got there at five after four. We got the last seat. Ooh. Wow. Jeez. That, that's a line. That's a line. <laughs> People want to really get out of society well, and get into their oasis. 7 a.m., they <laughs> yeah. well, were in line. Well, it's not that big a place, to be honest, but, okay. but nonetheless. And the other tip would be to bring a small flashlight with you. Okay, so why? I, I, you, I think you explained it to me slightly before, but yeah. why? Well, what happens is a lot of these tiki bars are insanely dark. Right. And you can use the flashlight to read, you, usually, the massive menu that comes with 40, right. 50 drinks. And it's always in fine print, too, all the ingredients, mm, right? No, so. well, you have to have little pictures and everything like that. And, uh, but after you've chosen your drink and you want to take a marvelous picture of it, you can use a flashlight and then your camera so you don't set the flash off and everybody in the bar is cringing. For the oh, it is upsetting. Going. It is yes. definitely upsetting. Especially when you're a tiki bar because you're an oasis. You want to get away from everything and society and all that stuff. And all of a sudden some guy's taking Polaroid pictures of his, his drink. Yeah, because it's not, it's, I, I can't, ima- I've never been to a tiki bar myself, yeah. but I can imagine that the lighting is like of a nightclub, but without the strobes, right? Exactly, so yeah. I'm thinking to myself, okay, in a nightclub, everybody's selfie this, selfie that, psh, psh, flash. But in a place <laughs> like that, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, no. No, no. it's not going to happen. No, Big, no, 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 no. Okay, good. That's a great tip. Yes, exactly. And the flashlight also, too, will help you get along the way. It's like if you have to go to the washroom or something or whatever, because it is dark. And there are things kind of everywhere scattered about. There could be a person passed out on the floor that you uh, don't right. want to trip Had on. way too many zombies, apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> I know, it's a good drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so I want to thank Mark for coming on the show, by the way. Good answers, by the way. And uh, definitely we'll plug in. By the way, what we're going to do is we're going to take all the places that are Mark's favorites and we're going to put onto a page on the website. So if you want to check out some of these places he's been to, just for yourself or for research or whatever, we'll actually put those links on there for you. And like I said, I want to thank Mark for coming in because he definitely knows his tiki. Oh, uh, brought you presents. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, sorry. He, that's right. I forgot. He brought me a present. This is cool because you know what? No guests. <laughs> <laughs> and that's including you, Cam. Yes, that's right. Uh, has ever brought me in something. So tell me what you brought in today. Well, first of all, the reason of doing this is so that I get invited back. Oh. <laughs> well, then, yes, you will be invited back okay. for sure. Yes. Uh, we, I know you're a big fan of both Martin Kate and Jeff Beachbum Berry. Yes. So, so we have a couple of fruit picks from Latitude 29, Beachbum Berry. Nice. Uh, we got. Two from False Idol, which is a Martin Kate bar in San Diego. Two from the Heli Pele, fabulous bar in Portland, Oregon. I have to go there now. Oh, you have to go there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then two from the 60th anniversary of the Maikai. 
God, man, I just I feel so honored. This is awesome. I mean, like if you're in Tiki, that is like the ultimate gift right there. All the picks and stuff, and the and the thrill picks and the glassware and things like that. Those are things that are Tiki. Those they're are things adorable that too. It's it looks like a collectible. So like neon pink and neon orange and neon blue. There, it's awesome. It's actually a little tiny beach bum berry too. I know. Yeah, isn't it cute? Thanks, Mark. You're the best man ever. I love it. I love it. You're definitely coming back on the show now. And he's doing a little heart with the hand as he speaks. Oh, look at him. There we go. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. We're two guys. We don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we're in a tiki bar. Unless we're in a tiki bar because nobody else will see it. That's right. After the third drink, I'm pretty sure you would. I love you, man. You're the best. I love Uh, you. Hug, hug, hug. So I want to uh, have Mark tell us again where he works. Uh, you're CKCU, right? Yeah, volunteer at CKCU along with uh, 200 other marvelous volunteers. And um, on Thursday evening from 8.30 until 10, playing uh, uh, progressive rock, jazz, fusion, generally instrumental rock. Awesome. So we're going to definitely add that to the website. And Paula, you work for? I'm an intern at Bob FM in Brockville right now, Bell Media. But I'm still a radio student at Algonquin. I finish now in April. But you have what you have a show time, don't you have a show time? Oh yeah, from midnight to three. Well, it's not my show really. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm if not, you're there at midnight, I'm not it's a big deal like Mark. Okay, I don't wow. have my show. I'm just like yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Let's explain this. Mark is like my age. Okay. And no, no. And what I'm not. saying is, I'm 37. I'm not that young. I know, but still, again, it's like what I mean is we talked about the Johnny his, Carson show. Yeah. I know who Johnny Carson is. Come on, guys. Don't treat me like a, a millennial, exennial, or whatever oh, it's these true. things. She's not that's, a millennial. That's okay, mean. Well, we're, we're, we apologize. Yeah, right. we're yeah, Thank you. Thank you for all that okay. respect for, so, with the elderly. The show uh, that you do do, I mean, by the way, when's that on? Yeah, well, I, I, do, I do my on-air from midnight to 3 on 103.7 Bob FM in Brockville. Is it every day or just a certain day of the week? Every day, but the weekends. Ah, there you go. Cool, cool, yes, cool. Yes, yes. From midnight to three. You're not actually there though, right? Are you no, there? I voice track during the day. Uh, so, yeah. Pretend, you, pretend I'm there though. I know. Well, because we, we talked about this prior before. We're all night owls. We are. <laughs> That's why we're all good people. That's right. <laughs> I know. I worked shift work for years. Then I got day shift. It was horrible. No, oh, day gosh. shift. No. No, no. I do daytime bartending some here and there. And my God. And the thing is, too, I, so I have to say the story. So when I date to bartend, I can't go without Timmy's. So I have to go to Timmy's first. And there's nothing worse than I get to Timmy's. I'm barely awake, barely functioning. And the guy behind the cashier is like, hey, sir, and how's your day? What can I get for you? And I feel like just punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Who's that I am not bubbly? a bloody person. Exactly. Who's that bubbly at 7 a.m.? Come on, go to bed. I'm almost suspicious. Like, what are you on? And how do <laughs> and how do I get it? Why are you not sharing with me whatever you have? Because clearly you are on something. That's my fiance. He comes to wake me up like in such a great mood at 9 a.m. Like, what? What are you doing waking me up? <laughs> and then I tell him, Can you please come cuddle me, you know, just for waking up purposes? And then he's like, Two minutes later, he's like, okay, honey, I'm done clearly. I'm bored. It's like the middle of the day for me. It's like, it's middle of the day. I'm, I'm hyper right now. Oh, my God. You're that, waking up. Oh, I'm bored. That won't last long. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to throw stuff at you now. <laughs> no, it's like, I know. And Mark apparently has his own alarm clock. You told me. What is it? You? 
Our lovely 20-year-old cat. That's right. 20? <laughs> yes. Oh, my, my God. God. Yeah. It hasn't died yet? No. Well, <laughs> obviously not if the yeah. cat is alive and well and scratching no. at hey, 20. I've seen people stuff That's their cat. That's such okay? a mean <laughs> question. That's a mean question. Forgive me for him, okay? Like, I'm no, sorry. It's okay. It's my, a, I have always okay. had cats it, my whole life. It's deaf. Uh, it's diabetic. <laughs> it's... Okay, so it's a Walking Dead, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait. Is it the cat from Pet Cemetery? No, no. Okay. <laughs> but it's uh, it's still happy. It's its world has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Of course, because wait, he's deaf. It's shrinking. I can understand. Well, it used to be like the whole house, and then it was just like two floors, and then it's oh, just okay. Floor. Oh, it's space. Yeah, it's I right. thought you meant the cat is actually shrinking. I'm no. Like, I... What is going on? Yeah. Oh my god! What is wrong with you? <laughs> I've had way too many jungle birds. I can see that. <laughs> We are noticing that. Okay. All right. So let's tell everybody who we are now that we've had a historical moment here now. Uh, www.tikicentralcanada.ca or .com because you know what? So many people told me this. They went to .com and said, Craig, your site's not there. So eventually I bought the domain name just for the heck of it. Uh, on there, you'll see our recipes and our episodes on there. You also will see our, all of our episodes. You can stream live if you want to. All the episode, uh, recipes for all the drinks we've done. So summertime's coming. Guess what? We're going to be making all these drinks <laughs> for sure. I know you guys will be, right? No? No? no. Okay. Uh, anyways, because uh, there's some pretty exotic ones on there. They're pretty cool ones. Uh, anyways, also, too, there's a subscribe page on there. So you can always subscribe to our show. And we do so actually recommend that if you can because we don't have any commercials. If you notice, there's no commercials in the show. I don't know you guys, but I hate watching YouTube, getting into the whatever I'm watching, and then all of a sudden... Now you'll be watching this ad for the next 30 seconds before going back to your video. Is that just the worst or what? Boo. And, and you know what? It's funny. That like, I don't know if you guys have noticed. They're actually, they're getting worse because now apparently you could do a YouTube premium where you pay a monthly fee so you don't have commercials. Yeah. So now they're actually putting in more commercials to make sure that you go, well, that's it. I'm paying that $11.99 a month so I don't have to watch That's how much it costs? $11.99 a month. <gasps> I know, my son did. He goes, it's well worth it. I'm like, I know, but it's kind of expensive, man. It's well worth it because it's coming from your bank account, not his. No, no, he's paying. Oh, no, no. (laughs) But that's the same price as Netflix. And look what I get for Netflix. Exactly. Well, but but nowadays, you the these kids are all about YouTube. They don't even watch shows anymore, like TV, know, Netflix, that stuff. They only work. They only watch Netflix on YouTube. I know. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I had. I had too way too much Jungle Bird too. <laughs> See, she said too much Jungle Bird too. Anyway, folks, we're going to go off and make some more Jungle Bird. Uh, so I want to thank Mark and Paula for coming in. You guys can say bye, and we'll get on our merry way. Yeah. Bye. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Will, will Al Roker still be alive then? I know. It's true, eh? He's, uh, I don't know how old he is. I'm not quite sure. He's up there, though. Smug- smucker's jar? He's on the smucker's Maybe he's on a smucker's jar. I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe they just prop him up, you know? Like, 